0: Gracious God, may only Your words be spoken and Your words be heard. Amen. In the days of King Herod of Judah, about 2,020 years ago, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. His wife, was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Scripture tells us that both Zephaniah and Elizabeth were open to God's work in their lives. They were righteous and good and faithful people, but they had no children. As they said in that day and time, Elizabeth was barren. And that phrase, unfortunately, conveys to us the unfortunate sentiment or belief, superstition, in those days that childlessness was associated with disfavor from God. So childlessness in those days could even be a source of shame and embarrassment for both husband and wife, as it was for both Zechariah and Elizabeth because they had grown elderly. Once when Zechariah was serving as priest, offering incense twice daily in the temple, as was the custom, he had the duty of entering the inner sanctuary of the Lord to offer that incense. And when Zechariah went inside the sanctuary, an angel of God is standing at the right side of the altar. When Zechariah sees the angel, he is terrified. We're told fear overwhelmed him. This is, by the way, the normal human being reaction to an encounter with an angelic being, fear. Whenever a human encounters an angel in the Bible, there is a great deal of fear. In scripture, I'm sorry to say, apparently angels don't look or talk anything like Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. In fact, every time an angel appears in Scripture, the very first thing the angel has to say is, Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. And that is what this angel says to Zechariah. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. And then he says something amazing. The angel tells Zechariah, Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You are to give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness. Many will rejoice at this birth. He will be a great man of God, a prophet, to prepare the people of Israel for the Lord. Zechariah expresses doubt to the angel. He says, Do you expect me to believe this? I am an old man, and my wife has grown elderly. Now, this scene is often in churches' annual Christmas children's pageants. And too often in those children's pageants, you'll hear these lines delivered, How will this be? For I am an old man, and my wife is elderly. I am Gabriel, and I have been sent to speak to you to bring you this good news. But one year, at one of my former churches, the kid who was playing Gabriel that year apparently knew his Bible, or had studied angels, Because when Zechariah questions him, the kid playing Gabriel delivered his lines like this, I am Gabriel, and I have been sent to speak to you, to bring you good news. Well shortly afterwards, Elizabeth does conceive, and in the sixth month of her pregnancy, the angel Gabriel is dispatched again, sent by God to a town in Gabriel named Nazareth, to Mary, a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And as we heard in last week's gospel, the angel says, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. And Mary is utterly confused by this and she too must have been afraid because Gabriel says to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You are beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. Mary is told that she will conceive and bear a son and the angel tells her, he is to be named Jesus, and he will be great, and called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David, and will be known as the King of King and Lord of Lords. Mary asks, apparently, not with Zechariah skepticism, but with Marian wonder and curiosity: How will this be? Since I am a virgin. The angel says that the Holy Spirit will accomplish this. The power of the Most High will hover over her and that the child to be born will be holy, son of God. Then the angel informs Mary that her cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son and that Elizabeth is six months pregnant. Elizabeth, the one whom people had been calling barren. And the angel says, nothing is impossible With God. Then Mary says, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departs from her. And this is where today's gospel story picks up. Mary immediately went to a town in Judah, to Zechariah's house, and greeted Elizabeth. By the way, Zechariah has been speechless since that angelic encounter, much like the kid playing Zechariah in that pageant. When Elizabeth hears Mary calling to her, the baby in Elizabeth's womb, even as a six-month-old fetus, recognizes the voice and leaps. The one who will become John the Baptist sees or hears the one who will become Jesus and jumps for joy. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and says, blessed are you, Mary, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord has come to visit me? As soon as I heard your greeting, my child leaped for joy. And blessed are all who believe that God's word would be fulfilled. Blessed are all who believe that God keeps God's promises. Blessed are all who believe that God's word does come true. And Mary says, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Two thousand and twenty years from now, they will look at stained glass windows bearing my image, holding a child. Why? Not because of anything I've done, not because of anything I deserve or don't deserve. But Mary says, I am blessed, I rejoice, because the mighty one has done great things for me. God has shown strength with God's arm. God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones. And God has lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich, God has sent empty away. God is doing what God does, comforting the afflicted and afflicting the comfortable. God is helping. God is remembering. God is being merciful. So, we're hearing these stories this Advent at All Souls because they speak truth to us across the centuries. The stories convey truth to us over the years because Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph, their story is also our story. And so, let me ask, Zechariah, the Zechariah in you, these past few weeks and months, your inner Zechariah this year, this strange year that there seems to be no end of, this year when you may have been asking yourself, where is God in the middle of all this? Zechariah, what do you hope for? What do you long for? What do you dream about? What cold, unhappy reality are you beginning to resign yourself to? What shames or embarrassments are you carrying? And do you know, have you heard the good news that those shames or embarrassments that you're carrying probably have their origin in a graceless culture or a corrupted religious superstition. But shames and embarrassments are not from a loving God? What unanswered prayer do you keep offering, hearing only the silence of God in response? Can you hear the words of God's messenger, do not be afraid, Your prayers have been heard. And can you begin to imagine the fulfillment of your deepest desire, the throwing off of your shame, the answering of your prayer? And when you just begin to hope it, when you just begin to give yourself permission to believe, and you hear something inside you say, no, that's impossible, How how could that be? Can you hear a Gabriel, a message from God saying, I have been sent to speak to you. And can you allow the helping, remembering, merciful, encouraging voices of those messengers to quiet down your inner Zechariah? And Mary, inner Mary, what surprise awaits you? What words of reassurance do you need to absorb? When God's message comes and tells you that you are favored, that the Lord is with you, that you, yes, you, that you are beautiful. That you are beautiful with God's beauty inside and out. Do you allow yourself to believe that? Can you yield to that truth? Can you yield to God's designs on your life? Can you allow yourself to become impregnated, animated, filled from the inside out with God's holy and life-giving spirit? Can you feel God and God's will and God's love welling up inside you, growing? Can you say to God, Here I am, God, let it be with me according to your word? Doesn't something inside of you leap for joy when you hear that God is near? Does your spirit rejoice? And God, your savior? Do you consider yourself blessed? Do you rejoice? Do you rejoice not because of what you've done or left undone, but because of God's activity, what God is doing in and through your life? Can you rejoice in what God is doing on the world stage in this country, in Asheville, through all souls, cathedrals, people, in your daily life, can you see the ways that the nothing is impossible with God, God is showing the strength of God's arm? Can you see the ways and rejoice in the ways that God is afflicting the comfortable, scattering the proud, casting down the haughty, sending the rich empty away, while comforting the afflicted, reinvigorating the humble, lifting up the lowly, filling the hungry with good things? Can you rejoice this Advent in God doing the long, slow, steady, but sure work of helping and remembering and being merciful, filling this Advent, your hungry heart with God's own powerful, healing, loving self.